mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today's episode has been sponsored by Jay McLaughlin. Jay McLaughlin is a timeless lifestyle brand with incredible style and a spirit of connection. I am obsessed with Jay McLaughlin and have been so honored that they are sponsoring my Zibbyverse tour. It just so happens that the tour goes to so many communities and areas of the country that have Jay McLaughlin stores. And I love that the brand is philanthropic through Jay McLaughlin's local and loyal programming host store events to give back to organizations that are meaningful to Jay McLaughlin's local communities. I also love the fact that the clothes are just so chic. They make me feel polished and modern. And the best part is that most of the line comes in fabrics that don't wrinkle. I especially love the dresses, the cashmere sweaters, the other sweaters. You'll see them all over my Instagram. I typically tag at Jay McLaughlin. And so you can check it out. It is absolutely one of my favorite brands and I am over the moon excited to be working with them. In fact, I want to share the love with all of you. Jay McLaughlin is giving 20% off new customers and listeners of my podcast with special code ZIBBY20, capital Z-I-B-B-Y 20. That's 20% off for new customers and listeners of the podcast with special code capital Z Zibby 20. Take advantage of it today. My favorites are this white open long cashmere sweater that I've been wearing on every flight that I've taken on this tour. I have a blue with light blue horizontal striped sweater, several dresses I even wore on Corny America. Check it out. Jay McLaughlin. Thanks so much. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now, thank you so much, called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com. Dot com and definitely check out those shows as well. I hope you'll all check out the all-new Zibby Mag, Z-I-B-B-Y-M-A-G, the literary lifestyle destination with essays, book news, a lit lifestyle feature, 
and events and classes. Check it out, zippymag.com. Melissa Bond is the author of Blood Orange Night, My Journey to the Edge of Madness. Poet and narrative journalist, Melissa blogged and became a regular contributor for Madden America in the years of her dependence on benzodiazepines. ABC World News Tonight interviewed her for a piece in January 2014. Melissa is a respected writer on the perils of overprescribing benzodiazepines and has been featured on the podcasts Risk, IGNTD, and The Addiction Podcast. I probably should not admit that I took a Valium last night to go to sleep because she would really not like that. I'm kidding, but sort of not kidding. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Blood Orange Night, My Journey to the Edge of Madness. I could not be more thrilled to be here with you. This is super exciting for me. As soon as I was pitched this book, even just the name and the subtitle, My Journey to the Edge of Madness, I was like, oh yes, I have to read this. Sounds amazing. (laughs) And I was so looking forward to reading it. I like savored it. And your writing is so good and your experience was so compelling. And I just felt like I was in your head going through all of this with you as great memoirs do. And anyway, I'm, I'm a big fan of you and your writing and this whole story and just feel like I have been through this journey with you now. So thanks. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that was really interesting as I was writing the book, I was the two parts of my kind of writing history is as a poet and then as a journalist, they were kind of duking it out. Like, you know, how do we want to tell this story? What's going to be the most potent way for people to really understand how intense it is to become dependent upon you know, your doctor's prescribed medicine and then suddenly realize, oh, I don't know how to get off and yep. they don't know how to get me off. Yep. And I, I ended up deciding that trying to bring people along with me in the real like visceral experience of it would be so much more important in the, in the heart of it than just, just speaking to their heads, which the journalist part of me wanted to dig in and say, what do these drugs really do? How, you know, much do they change the brain structure? So my hope is that I created a balance of both you yep. know, but I'm so excited to hear you say that, like, oh, you felt it. <laughs> I, I felt yeah. it. Um, well, what, tell listeners a little bit about what this book is. Just give give the your synopsis <laughs> of it, and uh, and when you and also when you knew it would be a book. I so so I'll start with the synopsis. the 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 book starts with my marriage and the birth of my son, who's born with Down syndrome. So this sudden like upheaval in my life, and um, it kind of follows this trajectory of a number of really intense life events. And I think we've all kind of experienced that where you think there there can't be something else. Like I can't handle another thing. So for me, it was losing, I call it kind of my personal Fukushima. You know, there was the earthquake of my son being born and having to navigate being not just a mom, but a mom to a special needs child. Then losing my absolutely beloved job as a magazine editor and poetry editor of this, you know, great glossy magazine and my desires to be a narrative journalist, like were crushed in the recession and then getting pregnant again and having all of these identities that I had really lived with for so long stripped away and having pathological insomnia. So So that's kind of where it starts. And it follows this trajectory of this level of desperation I've never felt in my life and getting prescribed drug called Ambien, or sorry, Ativan 
first Ambien, but then Ativan, which is a drug in the family of benzodiazepines, which we all know as Xanax, Clonopin, Valium, Mother's Little Helper. And my doctor had said, these drugs are fine. You have an adrenal issue. If you don't sleep, you're going to have a psychotic break. We have got to get you to sleep. And I said, I was so desperate after months and months of getting like maybe two hours of sleep a night that I basically said, it's that or take a two by four to my head because I cannot take it. And what happened that I didn't realize was these are drugs that are so potent and so addictive, which it was in the medical literature, but they're prescribed like candy nowadays. And I kept, he kept raising my dose and raising my dose until I started having neurological symptoms that made me think I had MS or a brain tumor. And then it follows the path of kind of who I became and what I had to do to get off of these drugs. So, you know, trauma, but also lots of humor and the love that I found and the, the will that I found in that process, which I think a lot of people can relate to because we don't get out of this life without suffering at times. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, the descriptions of your insomnia were just so mm-hmm. compelling. I mean, it's not just like you couldn't sleep a little bit. I mean, this was right. like, you know, you were like ill, you know, you were, I mean, it was like, people saw you and were like, what's wrong? Like, are you, you know, <laughs> um, it was like CIA interrogation level insomnia. I mean, I had never in my life experienced anything like it. I had experienced maybe like waking up and being awake for two or three hours and then feeling really hammered the next day. But this was like hanging on for dear life just to my sanity. You know, like there were, there was this moment I remember where my son was, gosh, maybe seven or eight months old. I was pregnant with my second and I I couldn't remember where I had left him. He had been in his little, like, there are these little rockers, you know, with a little mobile over it. And I remember being in the kitchen and thinking, oh, oh my God, where did I put him? And just having this absolute terror. And of course I had put him somewhere responsible, but half of my brain was absolutely just being ravaged by the insomnia. And I just sobbed, like holding his little feet in my hands when I found him. He was just on, you know, on the bed, but I was, it was this terror. So, uh, you know, and I, more and more that I, when I talk to people, I hear these stories and a lot of people just feel like they suffer in silence, you know, because we got to get up and go in this culture. And, and it's just, I, I'm I'm amazed at how many people suffer through it. And, you know, and we just want something that will help and the level of desperation we get to. So these drugs were, uh, you know, what were prescribed me and they're prescribed lots and lots of people. My gosh. Yeah. I mean, I also feel like with insomnia, just starting as, as a starting point, like the, the effects of sleep deprivation on mood and food and cognition and you know you become like a different person like I feel like I've become a different person after one night of like four hours versus one night of eight hours and that's just you know but to be chronically sleep deprived um anyway it's just yeah it almost is 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 a psychosis in a way of in and of itself I think you're exactly right. It feels, I remember it felt like I was kind of crawling through this underground tunnel, you know, and my, my points of awareness were make sure my kids are okay. 
like track that I have like fed him on, you know, on a schedule, try to like, and then just trying to make it through the day, you know, and feeling like my skin on fire. And I described it as like these gaps, there would just be this gap where it was like, my brain couldn't quite catch up because it was so exhausted by being awake for so long. And, and I thought I, I was like, if I was being interrogated right now, I would say anything, yeah, <laughs> anything to get sleep. And I feel like, you know, not to throw your husband under the bus here or anything, but you know, I think that was a challenge. I don't know that he, you know, I don't know that you were getting the support perhaps that maybe you needed in that moment. And that of course exacerbates everything. And the the night when he went out, Sean, right? Sean went out for drinks with his friends and it should have, you're like, it should have just been a normal night when he went out. But instead, you know, I was... I was sure somebody was breaking into the house and really it was your cat. And, you know, you were just like over there. You're like, you can't do that again. And he's like, what? Like I went out for a beer. Right. Right. There's that, that sense of like wanting to retain normalcy. You know, I, so I had so much guilt, which, you know, was something that I had to work through of like suddenly becoming this fragile, like glass spun creature. I was like, where's the, where's the woman that traveled to third world countries alone? Like, where's the woman that was a rock climber and was so strong? Like suddenly I was brought to my knees and, and I was embarrassed by that. I wanted to be that strong woman and to try to sort of give him a normal life and at the same time, like not acknowledging my own pain. Yeah. So yeah, there was that moment. And I remember I'd been pacing the house. I was sure someone was going to break in and, and, you know, do unmentionable things to my son. And I was pregnant and wouldn't be able to defend him. And, and my, my husband at the time walked in after a night of beers and I'm crouched by the back door with contractions um, from my pregnancy and absolutely desperate. And he looks at me and he's like, what's go, what the hell's going on? And I just broke down and sobs. Yeah. Ugh. Can we fast forward for a second to today? Cause I really want like the update yes. <laughs> on how you are and like, since the book came out and like, what's going on with you. And I know it's like a spoiler, but here we are. I don't know. You know, how are you sleeping? Like what is going okay. on? How are your kids? Like, tell me what is the update? Yeah. I mean, you're asking the question that everyone, you know, after they read the book, we're like, okay, but I just need to know, are you okay? (laughs) And it's true because it's such a radical trauma. So what I will say is that, I mean, I'm really, it's 2022. I'm, I'm definitely like about seven years out. And I, I will say that the, the amount of time to recover from a brain injury, which, which I really do believe these drugs cause significant structural changes that just take a long time to recover from. I sleep great. I'm now divorced. My husband, you know, it it was just, we just got torn apart. It's much better. So I'm, I'm basically like a single full-time working mom writing all, you know, like I'm back in my artist self. Like, I just feel like coming out of the mud, like it's almost like Persephone's underworld, it felt mm-hmm. like. And then coming back into the sunshine, it's so much brighter and so much more precious. And I am str- more, stronger than I've ever been. I do, my nervous system is more fragile than it was before this, but I know how to take care of it. 
for the most part. I really know when I'm like, oh, I can feel that burn in my skin. I can feel that I'm starting to shake and I know what I need to do to take care of myself. So I'm fully functional. I am like joyous to be alive. And, and I feel just incredibly grateful that I've been able to come out of it without significant damage and, you know, communicate my story, which feels like the story of, of hundreds of thousands of people to the world. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And your so, kids? And my kids are great. They are 12 and 14 now. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they're just so much fun. And so, you know, they're they're just like the lights in my sky, really. Going back to the drug piece, what were some of the worst that you can share? Some of the worst side effects, the worst, you know, like what was what would it's, surprise listeners the most? You know what surprised me? So when I finally started researching it after I had, um, there's a, there's a seminal scene in the book where I'm holding my one and a half year old daughter. She'd just gotten out of the tub. I, you know, I'm wrapping her in her towel and I take a step out of the bathroom and I fall like a dead body from a bridge. So my, the signals that tell your muscles to contract, just stop. Like they, they just don't, they're, they don't have the air traffic control. They're just like, do we go? Do we not? So sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. I think the intensity of the withdrawal symptoms and the fact that they're so varied is one thing that shocked me when I started doing research. So I would have vision sometimes, and then it would go black and I would be fully conscious, but there was something that was happening with the muscles. I don't, I don't even know what was happening, but it made it scary to drive. I would have nausea and fire all over my skin every single day. I mean, it felt like I had a really like high level flu every single day. And that was just kind of my working state. There would be emotional swings. Oh my gosh. Something that I had never experienced before that gave me a tremendous amount of compassion, but I would swing from rage 
to like despair constantly. And I had been a pretty even keel person. And so I think that was the instability of everything. You know, am I going to like barf in the parking lot while I'm trying to go get groceries for my kids, you know, or am I going to like fall while I'm just trying to, you know, pick up some diapers? Am I going to be clutched with these? I would get these really radical muscle cramps that would fold me over. I, I describe it as like a Rottweiler had suddenly attacked my stomach and was just like, and I would just have to fold over and wait, knowing that this was neurotransmitters that were not sending the release, you know, chemical to my muscles. And so I was in this contraction. I would literally be like barely breathing for an hour, like on the floor. It's just, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, it's something I could not have imagined going through. It was like, it was like the Olympics, but without any kind of like clear sense of what you're going to face on a given day. I'm so sorry that you've had to live through all this. Well, yeah, thank you. And I mean, what I will say is coming out of it, like the humility and the joy at being alive is something that I really, I really, really deeply value. It's not something I would wish on anyone. And I feel incredibly lucky that somehow I was able to devise and put together a system that helped support me, you know, to survive it. A lot of people don't. Mm -hmm. Um, or they stay in disability for a long, long time. And, and, you know, that's a lot of part why I wrote the book was because it wasn't just like a really rough story that I had something I had gone through, but I mean, just the like hundreds of emails that I've gotten from people saying, please, you know, keep writing. Like, are you okay? I'm four years out and I still have like really debilitating withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. So I feel, I mean, it's crazy because my story is really rough, but I'm lucky. I'm lucky. So do you feel like people should not take any of these drugs? Like what is your takeaway from the whole thing? Yeah. So I love that you asked that because people might think that I'm totally like anti, you know, Western medicine, which I'm definitely not. What I want is, there are two things that I would love people to take away. One is this idea of informed consent so that doctors will tell you, I was told these were not addictive and that that my doctor said, I've known a guy who's taken these for 19 years and never had a problem. So I felt this sense of safety in following his, you know, prescriptions to take them every night. So having a real, you know, there's a black box warning around them now saying these are highly addictive within the space of one or two weeks, and they're extremely difficult to get off of. So had I, had I known that Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. so many other tools in the medical toolbox. So knowing that you don't have to use the sledgehammer. You know, we all go through really trying times and we have to create kind of our own toolbox of what helps me, what what keeps me in a more stable, you know, what's what's our wellness kind of recipe? Mm-hmm. You know, so for me that is eating well, exercise, like all your basics, but I also do acupuncture. But if you do get to a place of more acute medicine, mm-hmm really knowing and being educated and having the doctors being able to tell you like this, this is really heavy handed and you can only use this for a very short period of time. There are other things that are much softer and, and won't cause that kind of disability. Wow. Yeah. So what, what now for you? 
you've got the book out, you're talking about it, you're letting people know, you've got your kids, you're back, right? I mean, you know, where are you going from here? Oh, I have so many dreams. <laughs> you know, it's just like after after like crawling through the mud for so long. Yeah. Now it's just like my heart feels so so open and the creativity is like this this incredible like tsunami. I feel like the tide of my creativity is just so much higher because of what I've been through and I appreciate it. So, I mean, I have, I'm working on a book of fiction that is like two thirds done. Um, because my son has special needs, I feel very much an advocate for the special needs community. You know, I have my soft spots and there's lots of creativity around that. I mean, I'm, I'm really interested in film and I've done like a short film about my son, but it feels like, you know, kind of, the world is this like beautiful ripe fruit that I am just digging my teeth into and, and, and wanting connect to connect and also support and advocate in, in specific areas, because I, you know, once you've suffered like that, you don't want anyone else to go through it. Wow. Yeah. Wonderful. What advice would you give for aspiring authors? Oh my gosh. I would say, believe in your work. And the idea that you have to wait for inspiration to strike before you actually write is a disservice. You have to invite the muses in and then open the door. So that what that looks like in practice is sitting down to write every day if you can. I have a practice of writing in my journal every single morning and with my creative piece that I'll give you. Should I give you like a teaser? Yeah. Yes, please. please. Well, we'll see if if my editor wants to keep the name, but I think it's a great name. It's called Streamline Jenny. Ooh, love it. Yes. Love and it. It's uh it's something I've been writing for 15 years. So I think it's it's interesting. It's ripening and I'm really excited about it. But that's your teaser. That's um, it. Well, well, can you say anything about what it's about? <laughs> it is it's it's a kind of an experimental novel about interestingly, a visual artist that has, she has like a form of epilepsy they can't really diagnose. And she goes into these kind of alternate realms, but there are all these like really juicy characters that are pretty quirky. And she, you don't have to give it away. (laughs) The other thing that I want to say to aspiring authors, that's so important. One of the things that I did for a long time was to say, I don't think I'm good enough. And that is your death knell. You have got to absolutely be your best ally. So really just sit in that space of being an ally for your work. Melissa, thank you. Thank you for your powerful, beautiful story and sharing it with everybody. And just the warmth I can feel like sort of coming from you. It's just awesome. It's really, uh, really wonderful. So I don't know. It was really great to meet you. It was great to meet you and just a delight. I love what you do on your on your podcast and all of the other things you do. It's just really remarkable. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Well, I hope to meet you in person sometime. Where do you live, by the way? Where are you in the world? I live in Utah. Oh, wow. Okay. And wow. wait, you are, you're on the East Coast. I'm on the East Coast. Yeah. I'm in New York area. Okay. Okay. Well, I, you know, I love New York, so I might... Great. I'm usually in the city, but not, not right yeah. now. But anyway. um, okay. Well, hopefully to be continued. And yeah, absolutely. Thank okay. Thanks. So much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. 
Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.